Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 298. 298. Yes. So close. Just a couple weeks away. Right? And then we'll be at 300, which I think will actually be episode 404. And enough said about that. And let's get into <laughs> the new music. A uh, lot of new stuff has come out and will be coming out a little bit less than the last month. So I should be able to get through this list pretty quick. But I'm going to start on January 1st, and on that date, one of us released self-titled one of us on a lot of punk style. Rise Up released The Devil's Disguise on the 1st. 8 Up Records released a new compilation called All For The Punks Compilation. That's 42 tracks. Uh, a lot of cool stuff on it, All For The Punks. It is a free download. Won't even let you pay for it. And you can go check out a, a lot of cool bands, several of which we have played on the show, like the Unpatriotics, Oil Change, The Rats, Parasitics, Noogie. Uh, who else is on there? Unwanted Noise played them not too long ago. Meth Rats, The Dead Ponds, The Wasted, Grindle, who will be playing on this episode, but not that track. Rotten yeah. Stitches, Bad Nasty played them not too long ago. Monster Squad, love those guys, and several others. You can go check that out on the 8 Up Records Bandcamp page. Uh, great label there, doing a lot of cool stuff. So check out that one again, it's all for the punks. Klaxon released on January 1st, that's K-L-A-X-O-N. Comeback of the Boot and Slain in the USA, that's two tracks, we'll be talking more about that here shortly. Barricade released Summer in the City and Victory, also two tracks. Jigsaw Youth released another track and that was on January 2nd. It's called Deeper for that single. Senseless put out a self-titled LP. Uh, awesome band, we played that and we'll be talking more about them on a future episode. Uh, January 5th, that was released. It's found on Lake Town Records over there in Europe and here in the US on Audio Epidemic Records. Iggy Pop released on January 6th, Every Loser. The Heck released a new single called On My Nerves on the 6th. Groovy Ghoulies released World Contact Day on Pirates Press Records on the 6th. Absolved released a new single off their upcoming EP. The EP's called At The Close. That'll be out later this month on the 27th. Excited for that. Me too. The single release that everybody can listen to as of right now is called The Helm featuring Snake Eyes. So go check out that single. We will definitely be playing something from Absolved before too long. Uh, the band Behind the Flag, they released a new single. They are a band from Russia, so the name of the single is in Russian. But it was a cool track. I heard it the other day. Uh, I don't even know what some of the letters are in the Russian alphabet. I, I suppose I could do like a, a Google Translate. If yeah, you could do copy-paste, uh, put it in Google Translate, set it from Russian to English, and... That's how I figured out the song, the song title for uh, Montezuma's Revenge, which we'll be playing at the end of this show. Well, I don't know. Uh, Anti-protest is w what the letters look like, but the translation, uh, I don't know if my translator's not working, but it probably has something to do with anti-protest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's weird. It... Anyway, we're not going to take too much more time on that new song by Behind the Band. That was on the 8th. On the 9th, Pestigore released Baptized in Pus. 
TV Shock released uh, In Your City uh, on Take That, or Take the City Records on the 9th. On the 10th, Endless Struggle released Where Do We Go? Recidivist Records is where you'll find that. First new stuff, or LP anyway, since 2003. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, we'll talk more about that here in a moment. Tramp released Bleed and She's Fast on the 12th. That's two singles. Conservative Military Image, they're releasing The Drug is Anabolic, which is a 7-inch on Lionheart Records on the 12th. On the 13th, The Baboon Show is releasing God Bless You All. Haste, H-A-E-S-T, is releasing Bellabore on TNS Records. That's the 13th. Planet Mercury is releasing Helpless, which is a single on the 13th. Shenanigan Records is releasing a new comp called Ska Punk Rasta Comp. Uh, so go check that out on the 13th. That just rolls off your tongue. Right? Ska Punk Rasta Comp. Yep. Uh, no on 15. They're releasing Unreleased and Unleashed. I think that's three tracks over on Jumpstart Records on the 13th. Dead Low will be releasing on the 20th, Not For Sale, which is an EP on Audio Epidemic Records. And finally, Kepi Gooley is releasing Full Moon Forever on Pirates Press Records on January 20th. Eric, what do you have to add? Uh, what don't I have to add? Actually, not very much, but, <laughs> uh, but I will say I finally listened to uh, the new Iggy Pop album, The Jerk. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Awesome. Pretty good. Nice little mix of his uh, old school uh, uh, punk rock veracity. And yeah, those nice little smooth, sultry, uh, deep voice <laughs> songs. <laughs> He's got a lot in there. Uh, finally gave a listen to Anti-Flag's Lies They Tell Our Children which also came out on the 6th, and... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, you'll probably forget about it as soon as you listen to it. <laughs> okay, that's a little harsh, a little harsh. While most of the album was just so okay, it, there were a few parts that really uh, stuck out to me, like, uh, for better or worse, but for there were some good parts in there, like... Uh, can you say me? I'm a band. I, I remember the melody, just not the lyrics. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, I had a couple of good songs here and there, and but honestly, it was just overloaded with features and the songs that Anti Flag played on their own. They weren't much to write home about. But the whole album's not much to write home about either. So it's <laughs> so yeah, Anti Flag. Uh, they gave me what I expected, so I can't fault them on that. But what I expected was not that great. The album was not that great. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> anyway, yes, today endless struggle. Where do we go? And that's just a blistering street punk record. I'm gonna be talking about that into in due time. You know, it's the first song um uh, on the podcast today cool <laughs> yep uh but also released today uh one step closer released their ep songs for the willow and all out war released a single called wrath slash plague and i did not know they were working on new material apparently last october on the 13th they released another single called glorious devastation and this is all set to be released on a full length next month called celestial rot cool yeah, so I listened to both those singles today, and yeah, All Out War, they're still, they're still as brutal as ever. Oh, man, I love those guys. Uh, on the 13th, Obituary, releasing the lovely Dying of Everything. Listen to the single that they put out on YouTube, and it's Obituary. It's about what you'd expect. I love it. And yes, the 16th, can't wait to hear the rest of God Bless You All from The Baboon Show. Right. 
Yeah, so... So yeah, that's all I got for uh, new releases that I've yet to listen to. As for the ones that I have, we can get started right now. Excellent. Well, let's get started. Yep. So we're going to start off properly with a single that just came out today. Well, it was an album that came out today. Sure was. But the song that was stood out to me, well, we'll get to that in a minute. The album that came out was Endless Struggles, Where Do We Go Now? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Not that way. Not that way. So help me God if they go the way of Guns N' Roses. It's, oh, that's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. But hey, much like Guns N' Roses, they uh, were really big for a while. Uh, in, in the concept, in the, the concept, in the context of SLC Street Punk, you know, they were like the band. Right. Uh, but then they went away for a while. And then they came back, and people were like, "Yeah, let's do this." <laughs> and it took them for and it took them forever to release a new album. However, unlike Guns N' Roses, this album actually kicks ass. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh my sure does. God. I heard enough of it to definitely agree with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, a low bar Chinese democracy is an album with such so intriguingly bad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but no, Endless Struggle did not do that. They actually uh, kept a steady head on all of their collective shoulders. So yeah, Endless Struggle is still kicking ass. Yeah, and they've been around for a while. They formed in uh, 1995, and and after playing a few shows, they got signed to Charge Records, courtesy of Jake Casualty. Right. Yeah, and Jake Casualty invited them on on tour with them, and they did their first U.S. tour with the Casualties. So that's pretty awesome. That is cool. Yep. And, and on Charged Records, they released their first LP, In the Day, and also their Leather Studs and Punks EP, which came out prior to that. Then, before too long, they signed to AF Records, and then they released Till the End in 2003. And for a while, that was the end, <laughs> because they broke up in uh, 2006. But they came back in uh, 2010 and have actively played shows. But now, 20 years later... They have finally released their third album. <laughs> and what song am I going to play from that one? Well, the one that stood out to me was Black Hat Man. And I don't have much to say about it. Other, it's, it's got a pummeling, discharge-style riff, and it's got rallying choral chants. It's pretty much everything you'd expect awesome. from Endless Struggle. I mean, I even have it written down here just to make sure I can get this as accurately as possible. It is pure. Balls to the wall, adrenalized, destructive as an atom bomb, as blunt and forceful as a kick to your face, snarling, spiked up, gravel voice, studded, leather-clad, fucking street punk. Go, my body feels good out there, it's not me! 
What did I tell you? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, the lovely endless struggle. They still have all that charge in them, despite them being a fucking hundred years old. <laughs> okay, no, they're only halfway to a hundred. And I'm actually not too far off. That's pretty damn accurate. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm stoked to see them doing stuff again. I'm stoked to see them playing again. They still fucking kick ass live. And hopefully we'll get to talk to them a little bit soon because... Yeah, SLC Punk cast. It'd be nice to have some old school SLC punks on here. Agreed. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see if we can get that lined up. Who knows? Well, on this episode, we're going to play a shit ton of music. I'm going to get into a whole bunch of new music right here. Uh, first up, the band Klaxon, and I should say second up because Eric played the first up. <laughs> but in this succession of a lot of bands and a lot of people are sharing music with us, digging it, keep sharing it, I will get it on. Klaxon, K-L-A-X-O-N, they're from Rhode Island. I want to thank Paul for reaching out and sharing this to us. Uh, looking forward to when the band comes back, go to the Vertical Diner and, and everything. Ben, looking forward to seeing you, Klaxon, so come here. They released that two-track I was talking about at the top of the show, January 1st of this year, so the first 2023, second 2023 release on the show, but first 2023 pick I picked for the show because last week we played a whole bunch of, I think, December stuff. Now, yeah, we we're the second it. week of the, the month, and so we're going to be playing some brand new 2023 stuff. Yep, I'm, I'm still working on mine. <laughs> we'll get some more. Uh, comeback of the boot, and the other track was Slain in the USA. Let's get into some new stuff from Klaxon. This track right here is Comeback of the Boot. Got it! 
What you gonna do? I might have to listen to that again because, damn. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, uh, yeah, it was powerful. <laughs> I liked it. Claxon, great band. They've been to Salt Lake and looking forward to them getting to Salt Lake again. Go check out that other track. They do have uh, some other tracks to also go listen to, but uh, I took too long. I, I think they were going to be recording by, at the end of November. Well, it came out beginning of January. They do have some other cool stuff to go check out, so get out there and check it out. Uh, next up, that band was from Rhode Island. We're going to move down the coast to Atlanta, Georgia for the band The Aggravated. Uh, the Aggravated, awesome band as well. They just put out their third record. That was released January, January, November 30th of 2022. It was released in the future. It was released in the future, exactly. <laughs> January 30th, no, it's... November 30th of 2022. Uh, again, third record, so you can go check out the other two records. Uh, they are, the band contains or has mem former members of Clocked In, Bloody Sods, Nothing to Lose, and Mordella, and that's M-O-U-R-D-E-L-L-A, if you want to go check out some bands that are, have members that contribute into this music. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, Whole Nine Yards, that is the release that they put out on November 30th. It's cool. I recommend going to check it out, and as I need to do as well, go back and check out those other releases. Thank you to Dane for uh, sending this our way for us to check out. Uh, we are going to check out the track Buy and Consume. Don't make you take your fellow away your freedom 
communism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and that one was even, uh, yeah, that one was even punchier than the last one. Right? <laughs> it was so, yeah, I mean, the guy's voice just like uh, with so much, uh, uh, so much demand behind it. So much aggravation? Yeah. From the aggravated? You could say that. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, and just, the, and just the guitars, when it goes into those little uh, thrashy downstrokes, it just sounds like it's about to choke on itself. I love it. It is awesome. <laughs> Great bands. We're going to keep this energy rolling. A lot of great energy. Eric's been uh, enjoyed the energy thus far. I'm going to play back-to-back tracks as the band Grasping at Pieces. Uh, a lot of their tracks are shorter tracks, uh, and so we're going to play two, and I'm going to play them back-to-back. Just like we uh, did with Pissing, Pissing Match a couple years ago. Yep, yep. <laughs> and only like 10 to 15 seconds songs. This one's a little bit longer. We'll be around a minute and a half total for two tracks. But we'll play them back to back. The band grasping at straw, grasping at straws, grasping at pieces, uh, struggling today. They're from Montgomery in Alabama. They're on OBS Records. You can find this release, which is called "We Are GAP, Not JFA," or "We Are Gap, Not JFA." I think it's GAP because it's all capitalized. But that's the name of the album. It was released August 12th, so not too long ago, about four months, five months ago. And I want to thank John, who's the owner-operator of OBS, for sharing that our way. You can go get this, like I said, on OBS Records. Go to obsrecords.com, and you can get the CD or the 7-inch. Either one from Grasping at Pieces there. Uh, We're going to play two tracks. Like I said, they're from Montgomery, Alabama. The first track's Alabama. The next one is Pogo Party. We'll play them back to back. We'll see what you think. Here is some more energy injection into your day with the band Grasping at Pieces. Just like that. Just like that. So what'd you think of that one? Like I said, energy injection into your day. They were getting after it. Yeah, they were. Much in the old 80s style. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. That's got a... Uh... Yeah, despite the fact that their uh, songs are so frivolous in terms of length, <laughs> it still comes in and bites you. It sure does. A great energy. 
Uh, bands like that, like JFA, are, are bands that I, I think inspiration. And if I remember reading correctly, teenage band, pretty cool. Of course, uh, especially they are. <laughs> that they're bringing that sound as opposed to you know some you know Eric and I were having a discussion about a variety of other genres or subgenres to punk that, that I guess they could have chosen from, but mm -hmm. in this instance. That's what they went with. It's pretty awesome. Grasping at pieces from Montgomery. And as I told John, uh, always happy to play another band from Alabama. There's places out there that we just don't get mm -hmm. to play that many bands from. You know, we've played countless bands from California, countless bands from New York, but we don't get to play bands from Alabama all that frequently, or Kansas, or Nebraska, or <laughs> yeah. Alaska, you know. The, or Oklahoma. Some, or Oklahoma, <laughs> exactly. There's bands out there, and we do, uh, we've probably played, I'd have to go back and look, but somebody from just about every state between this podcast and the other, and just about every country on the planet. But there's just those that don't get that higher number, so when we get to, always happy to do more like that. Oh, yeah. Can't think of any off the top of my head we got from Montana. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. Like I said, I'd have we to look got, it up. We even got North Dakota. I know that. Yes. And we got, I think we got South Dakota. Nebraska, I don't think we've hit. I've played bands from Nebraska. The, okay. The Cornhusker song that I was talking about, uh, the volleyball song as a new song was last month. I can't remember the band name off the top of my head. But the point is, I played music from that specific band, and they are a Nebraska band. Yeah. I think they were like a ska band. Do we have any from Vermont? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think The Path, another New Hampshire. Uh, we've played other bands from Vermont, but the thing is with the Northeast, like Maine and all that, they're all so close together that they get to play shows without having to travel too far. Yeah, you know, So true. they get across state lines, play shows, and they're probably traveling like we're going to Ogden or to uh, Provo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we played a band from Iowa because I played Slipknot on here a couple times. Right. So, yeah, that's already defunct. <laughs> there it is. So we played a bunch. Uh, I want Go check out all those new ones. I mean, we had a bunch of cool ones. That album from Endless Struggle, I really dig it. And then Claxon, uh, the Aggravated, Grasping at Pieces, all uh, relatively newer, you know, August. And then November's obviously new. And January 1st, new stuff as well. So check them out. Looking forward to seeing those bands. Thank uh, John, Dane, and Paul for sharing that stuff. We have more thank yous to hand out here in a moment. But before we get that far, we're going to jump into some older, lesser-known stuff. One of my favorite bands, Eric, is playing next. Yep. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny how on this uh, episode, I'm the one who's uh, leaning more towards the oi and street punk. You will see. Right. Yep. And so much so that I jumped on getting an Endless Struggle song on here before you did, Dustin. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and now I am once again going to be talking about Coxbar. Yes. Yeah, Coxbar. I finally, finally, after just uh, splooging myself over Shock Troops for so many years and the first uh, EP, because why not? That's a fucking flawless String of releases, man. Right? <laughs> I just had to sit there and absorb them more and more until eventually I thought, you know what, maybe, just maybe I should see what else this band has to offer. <laughs> so I went and uh, listened to a couple of their albums. I listened to their newest album, Forever, which came out five, almost six years ago in yeah, 2017. Yeah, love that album. That was my favorite album of uh, 2018. It was awesome. Oh, Or yeah. 17, sorry. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. And, and why not? It's a great album. It's right? got... Yeah, it still packs Flawless. a punch. 
Yeah, and why not? It's Coxbar. I mean, these guys, you know, they're one of the flagship bands of UK's oi scene and are one of the most important skinhead bands that are amazingly still going this side of the century. And they have not lost a bit of vibrancy. And you can tell in this album forever and haven't seen them live. They just, they may be old, they may have a lot more wrinkles and a lot less hair, but, right. but Colin's voice hasn't changed. The only thing that has changed is it's gotten a bit deeper, right? But he still knows how to bring, the, uh, bring life from behind it. He knows what he's doing. They know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And they released plenty of beautifully constructive, vibrant rallying songs in just their first releases alone. Come on, we got Riot Squad. We got Take Em All. We got Working. We got We're Coming Back. And of course, England belongs to me. Right? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I obsessed over those releases. And now I have a new song to obsess over from Forever. I mean, the album in whole, it deals with more uh, mature slash uh, adult problems like severed relationships and personal trauma and the overall pessimistic outlook on the world. It just, uh, that never leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the song that stood out to me the most was Every Step of the Way. You know, that it has a more somber feel to it and it matches its lyrical themes. Um, uh, the guitars are, are reserved and are relatively smooth while the lead really just drives and connects all the, all the songs together, or at least all the segments of the songs together. And yeah, it's just infectious. But lyrically, it reads like a, uh, like a narrative in the scope of a, of a letter being written to a loved one overseas. Right. And how I know it's overseas, the opening lyrics are, I was there in World War I, I remember Vietnam, I was standing by your side in the hills of Afghanistan. Right. And then, I'm the words on the pages and the letters you sent home, the loneliness is killer, but you're never alone. It was that lyric that baby, like, okay, I gotta listen to this again. And again, and again. It's been on repeat <laughs> for the last few days. I don't blame you. <laughs> and, and why not? It's beautifully constructed. It tugs at the heartstrings and jerks the tears. And you can feel the sincerity behind it. So, so yeah, enough uh, talk about that. Here we are. This is Coxbar, and this is not England Belongs to Me. But it's still a great song every step of the way. <laughs> Turn the lock. I'm the words on 
pages in the letters you sent home The loneliness is a killer but you're never on your own I'll be there every step of the way The voice inside that gives you hope to face another day say who have been around for 50 years can still hold on to that luster that they had since their start right the answer is not very many not very many indeed like literally like they have so many great classic albums and then that one comes out i don't think people expect that from a band who's been around 40 50 years like all right they're still putting out new music and it's people's favorite albums of the entire year Uh uh-huh Right? Precisely. It's just great quality stuff that they put together. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think of, like, the bands who have been around for that long. I mean, the ones that come to my mind are, like, a, a Judas Priest. They just celebrated their 50-year stretch. And, God, ACDC, they're 50 years this year from 73. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, yeah, of course, the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones are going to go until they're a fucking 105. Uh, but the but yeah, the thing is, all those bands from back in the day, they've hit their stride and have now just become yesterday's news. Others have like uh, really achieved legend status to the point where it's like they go on tour, people are going to see them because, you know, even though their new shit sucks, they're still going to play the old stuff. <laughs> but even then, it's like if they play the old stuff, it doesn't sound the same because they're old. They don't have the energy anymore. You're not going to see Angus Young going all like spastic on stage, shaking on the ground and doing his little crazy guitar <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do that anymore because motherfucker's in his 70s. Come on. Right? <laughs> Grab the guy a break. He does that. He's going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the other big reason a lot of those bands are inactive because 
their fucking vital members have died. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's just how it goes. That's why there's no more doors. That's why there's no more beetles. That's why there's no more uh, clash. But we went over that before. So. Right. <laughs> so just the fact that a band like Coxbar, a band of their caliber, an, a simple, straightforward, skinhead oi band, to keep that same style of music going for the last five decades and still make it sound so fresh and still be able to play it the way that they do, you know, that's testament to uh, how, no matter how old you feel, you can still hold on to your youth. Right. <laughs> yeah, and Coxbar, just, uh, my God, I hope you just keep that vessel going until you basically can't walk anymore, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit and sing, it's hard. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you can sit and play guitar. Just be like, uh, that was one thing that uh, Mick Mars, who uh, recently left Motley Crue, he said that, you know, he, does, he doesn't care about the fame or like the things that came with the 80s anymore. He's just like, you know, I have problems with my back. I'm just going to keep playing guitar until I can't breathe anymore. If I have to be on stage in a fucking wheelchair, I'll do it. <laughs> That's cool. So... So yeah, Coxbar, you're old, but you still sound fresh. <laughs> Absolutely. Great stuff. Glad you picked it. Love the album. Uh, the, the lesser known that I picked, uh, it's a little older, but it was still 2022 released, a little bit less than a year ago. The band Grindle, uh, they've got a bunch of shows. I've seen them coming up on uh, festival flyers and stuff like that. They've got shows coming up. They're a band from Knoxville in Tennessee. Uh, we were talking about 8-Up Records at the top of the show. You can go find... Uh, their releases over on 8UP Records. Grindle is G-R-I-N-D-L-E. Uh, Tim Hayes in the band does vocals, is formerly of The Hated, The Perverts, and Fatal Crash. Uh, if you're a fan of Total Chaos, you will like this band. I, I'm reading that. Uh, <laughs> Punk Rock Royalty is an EP that they put out. So a recorded EP that they put out on September 23rd. So pretty new couple of the tracks that are going to be on this self-titled Grindle, which was their demo album that featured 10 tracks. A couple of those tracks, much shorter versions of those tracks. So I didn't have a lot of time to uh, compare, contrast the, the differences on those couple tracks that had the same titles and the, the difference in lengths. Like some were like three and a half minutes on the demo. And then when I made it onto the EP, they're closer to like two minutes. So not like 10 or 15 seconds, like a considerable amount difference. I don't know what the differences are, but I thought that their demo album had a cool sound to it. The Punk Rock Royalty EP definitely has a non-demo sound to it. But I did like this. I do recommend checking out Punk Rock Royalty. And we are going to check out uh, Monster off of the self-titled demo album. So here we go with the band Grindle.
like I said, uh, it's a, got a demo sound to it, I suppose, but I liked it. I thought it was a cool sound. You should definitely go check out Punk Rock Royalty EP that came out back in September because it does have more of the recorded, non-demo sound to it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, aside from the uh, the lo-fi production, the demo production, the right. guy's voice, it sounded... It sounded... Fucking... Uh, it sounded pretty close to that of, like, black metal vocals. Oh, awesome. And just that sort of high-pitched rasp to it. Like, if it was any raspier, I'd expect him to be from uh, the woods of Norway or some <laughs> shit. You know? But it's also because it was so lo-fi. It's like, you listen to all those old-school black metal recordings, they are, like, really grainy and just, like, just... No word, other word to put it, just shitty. Right. <laughs> but that was the idea. They wanted it to sound raw and coarse and just underproduced. Right. So that's, uh, that's basically what the demo sounded like. So I was like, okay... It's the fact that it doesn't have evil-sounding chords <laughs> and the guy's voice isn't so high that it does not pass off as a black metal song. It's just punk. We're good. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, black and punk, that's a... Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we'll have to think about that. It's a bridge to be crossed. Yeah. I mean, there's black metal ska. Yeah, there is. My friend showed it to me, and I was like... People, you got way too much time on your hands. <laughs> I mean, I commend you for that, but honestly, what the fuck? Guess people are into what people are into. I wish I could say Choking Victim did it. They kind of did. More in the imagery, if anything, but yeah. That's, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to have him show that to me again, because I feel like you need to hear it to believe it. Maybe that's I'll play true. it on here as like a non-punk song or wherever I think it can fit. <laughs> Well, that was Grindle. Check them out. They're from Knoxville. Uh, like I said, they're out playing some shows. I will announce them as I come across the, the flyers and such, but keep your eye out for Grindle. Obviously, Coxbar. I don't need to say anything more about them. Eric, well, let's get into that uh, concert live shows portion of the show. Did you see anything since last week? Well, I almost didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this was kind of a... Uh, it was a spur of the moment type thing. I was just hanging out with a friend over at Aces because there was supposed to be like a biker swap meet there. Okay. But it apparently wasn't happening. So, and she was like, well, is there any shows going on? I'd say, well, Folk Hogan is playing down the street at Piper Down. That's cool. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I haven't seen them in 10 years. Why don't we go watch Folk Hogan? <laughs> So, yeah, that was my first time seeing Folk Hogan since fucking 2013. Wow. Yeah. I saw them back when Box was still playing banjo for them. If you don't know who Box is, she was this uh, tiny pint-sized uh, little crust punk chick. She was this uh, singer and drummer of Handy Capitalist. And she played banjo for Folk Hogan for a few years. And then she went off the fucking grid. I don't know where she is. Weird. You know, she probably just went to school, moved to a different state or whatever, but I have no where with all. <laughs> uh, but that's not the point. I saw, so yeah, went down, saw Folk Hogan, and they were playing, they become a bar band. And why not? All they sing about is drinking and weird carnival gypsy shit. It's a, they're a very uh, esoteric band. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, be seeing them, I was like just hanging out, just bobbing my head, talking to some friends of mine, sharing some pints, sharing some words, having a good old time. And 
they played my three favorite songs. I got to hear them play Band of Mighty Souls, got to hear them play Skeleton Scramble, got to hear them play uh, Whiskey, You're My Friend. <laughs> and yeah, it was, a good, it was a good time. Although I didn't get a chance to hear them play Fire Breather. That's a, that's a great one. <laughs> that was literally the first song I ever heard by Folk Hogan because I saw them live. The first time I saw them live was in 2012. It was a show at Foursquare. Uh, Foursquare Church, the real MVPs will remember that venue <laughs> right before it shut down. And they opened up their set with uh, Fire Breather. Cool. Yeah. And they only played like uh, three songs and then they had to cut the cord because I guess Moses was acting like a, acting like a dickhead with a podium. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to what was going on. I was too busy making out with this chick. <laughs> True story. <laughs> time well spent. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a great time. And that was a great show. That was Never Say Never's last show. And I remember Chris Drellinger was playing, and two songs in, he broke four of the six strings on his guitar. Jeez. It's like, well, great. Never Say Never's last show. So um, the guitarist of uh, Dr. Drug and the Possible Side Effects had to run out, get his guitar, because they were also playing that day. <laughs> Yeah, and on top of that, there was also uh, Pinkerton Thugs and Section M. Wow, but, Pinkerton Thugs. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Hanging out and talking with those guys. And they were uh, yeah, really nice guys, really great musicians. It was actually, it was actually that. It was uh, with this chick, and we were arms locked around each other, and we were just swaying back and forth, back and forth. And that's when it's like, yeah, let's start making out. <laughs> the song calls for it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun time. Well, now I'm talking about shows past instead of uh, shows present. Yeah, that was my, that was my time seeing Folk Hogan. It was, it was a fun time. It was really laid back. All their uh, diehard fans were up front just like raising their glasses and going, yeah, yeah, Folk Hogan, yeah. It's a Piper Down on a Saturday night. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> you expect all these uh, uh, Irish pub vagrants to be sober? Right? <laughs> I, don't know which, uh, I don't know what bars you're visiting, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, that, was, uh, that is pretty much the only show I went to in the last 12 days, maybe. Wow. Yeah, just... But don't worry, I'll come back with some juicy material at the end of, uh, at the, end of the next week. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you'll probably tell us. Uh, a handful of shows that I am going to mention. Uh, we're loading slowly here. Hopefully this continues good connection. But Joe Zippo Memorial Show, Saturday, January 14th. This is at Revere Beach Boulevard in Revere, I think, Massachusetts. It's at Sammy's Patio. Uh, you can go check out The Press, who are awesome. Razors in the Night, love that band. The Promised End, and The Outsiders PBR. So go check that out. It's a 7 p.m. show. That's this Saturday, the 14th. Uh, Stu says it's 18+. plus. I'm reading it directly from the flyer. I'm not sure who Stu is. But <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Chisel will be in town in... Uh, Boston Hardcore Matinee Show. It's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Sunday, January 15th. Love me a matinee show. Doors open at 1. Show starts at 1.30. And it's at the Sonia. Uh, the Chisel. Death Before Dishonor. End It. Risk. Rob Brigade. And Buried Dreams. So go check out the matinee show. Who doesn't want to check out a matinee show on Sunday? We need to bring that shit back here in Salt Lake City, people. 
I'll tell you who, people who work at the graveyards. Yeah, but it's one in the <laughs> afternoon. You get home at like they six or seven. They sleep in the afternoon. <laughs> go to sleep early. And then wake up and go see a matinee. That's what I, that's what I did when I was working graveyards. Yeah. I would go home at 11 a.m. I'd fall asleep at noon. Then I'd wake up. I woke up with this guy. My friend was calling me like saying, uh, dude, we go on in 20 minutes. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, shit. I was asleep. I'm sorry. I'm coming. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's a... Uh, I can attest. <laughs> well, on January 14th, you can go see Sheer Terror, The Chisel, Wisdom in Chains, doing an all-blood-for-blood blood set, Violent Way, End It, Buried Dreams, The Fight, and Please Die. That's in Reading, Pennsylvania. At Reverb, I think is the name. Uh, and they'll be doing a Brooklyn show as well uh, to go see those bands. So a lot of pretty awesome bands on that bill. Uh, we talked about that last week, the Wisdom and Chains doing the all Blood for Blood set. That's pretty cool. Yep, and I still stand by it, thinking like if Blood for Blood was going to come back, who would they get to uh, be a fill-in vocalist for, uh, you know, for Buddha, motherfucker that he is? <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, Joe Black. He sounds, they got the same vocal tones. They're both from the East Coast, and they both sing about roughly the same shit. Except for I don't think Wisdom and Chains has a song uh, that's a breakup song that's as harsh as So Common, So Fucking Cheap, <laughs> which White Trash Rob has said that, on the record that he regrets writing it. <laughs> but played it for the fanfare. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, Mad Joe Black. I'm like, yep, there's no, there's no better fit for a Blood for Blood re semi-reunion show. But as long as uh, White Trash Rob is in Blood for Blood, he's the... He's the man who pushed that shit. Right. But it's nice to know that he's got, he doesn't have to hold the vocals <laughs> on his own some, his right. own lonesome self. Right. Well, there's a few more shows. I'm waiting for this thing to load. So while this is loading, I will mention the one that I mentioned on all of the shows, and that is Destination Chaos. Go check out DestinationChaos.com if you want to see uh, all the details. But it'll be... Uh, at the Senator, I believe, at the experience there in Porto Plata in Dominican Republic. So if you're tired of this fucking winter, like most of us probably are, you probably want to get there. I've been tired of this winter since last winter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's January 28th, and it goes through February 4th. Again, Destination Chaos, the experience at the Senator Resort. There we go. Porto Plata. Dominican Republic, room packages, it's an all-inclusive. At the show, you'll get a week's worth of bands, a couple different stages, comedians. You'll get to see Iggy Pop, we were just talking about Iggy Pop, Descendants, Gogo Bordello, Peter Hook and the Light doing the, uh, performing Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures. I, every time I mention this, I always think, God, I wish I was going. But yeah. <laughs> go check that out. It would be worth the, the, the just hanging out there on the beach for the week and then getting checked that out. But you get to see all these other bands like Amal and the Sniffers, Bouncing Souls, who Eric and I saw about a week and a half ago. Yep. Shame, The Chats, Amigo the Devil, The Bronx, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Starcrawler, Grade 2, A Giant Dog, and The Cat Lady. That's two different bands. Funny how they put A Giant Dog and The Cat Lady right next to each other, but that's what it is. Moscow Death Brigade, Lemmy Winks, Thick Cheeto, Crazy in the Brains, Vicious Dreams, comedians like Josh Adam Myers, Eddie Pepitone, Joe Sib, Casey Balsham, Natalie Cuomo, J.B. Habersat. A lot of cool stuff to go check out. I'll mention that for just a couple more weeks, and anybody that is getting to go to that, I am jealous. 
You should go support stuff like that. A punk festival like that is it's pretty awesome. So if yeah. you can and you have the ability to, you should definitely get out and do it. Next up, January 13th. That's this week. It's a $5 show. Inland Empire Pirate Punks presents. Uh, it's in San Bernardino. You can go see 21 Gun Salute, Working Class Criminals, CFA, Credow, Badass, Luminol, and you have to ask a pirate if you want to go figure out where it is. All door money will go to St. Jude Children's <laughs> Research Hospital. So that's pretty cool. Ask a pirate, you say? So that means I have to call collect to Somalia? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's about where the modern day pirates are. Uh, you can go to uh, union underscore oi. Uh, on Instagram, or probably go check out anybody else but uh, that I mentioned, any of those bands. If you are in the area and you want to go check out the show, uh, you should. Doc Rotten's doing a 2023 East Coast tour starting on January 12th. They'll be in Jacksonville, uh, then Ocala, Sanford, Gainesville, and then they'll be out of Florida on the 17th. They'll be in Charleston, South Carolina, then Charlotte, then Charleston, West Virginia on the 19th, Roanoke, Virginia on the 20th, finally wrapping up in New Jersey and Trenton on the 21st. Love Doc Rotten. That album is awesome. So that, that they put out this last year in 2022. So you should definitely check it out and check them out if you're in any of those towns on those dates. Uh, next up, oh man, the internet. Uh, Circle City Punks presents Informal Society, Rot, Bite, Revolt, and Destroy, and Our Days in Ruin. And that's at Union Barber and Beer Lodge, January 21st in Corona, California. It's a $10 all-ages show, and it starts at 10 p.m. Uh, a couple last shows here to mention. I've got a, quite a few shows, it looks like. Something Bitter is playing with Blame It On, Whitman, Duck and Cover, Early Exit, uh, some Boston and Massachusetts bands, a New York band there in Something Bitter, and they'll be playing at O'Brien's Pub on January 22nd. It's a $10 show. Uh, and that's in Alston, Massachusetts, uh, $10 in advance, $12 if you want to pay for it uh, at the door. Manic Hispanic, Riverboat Gamblers, and come on, uh, it's, they'll be playing Alex's 50th birthday party, night one. Hunting, Hunting Lions will also be playing that. That's at Alex's Bar, Friday, January 13th. It's $20 plus fees, and it is a 21 and older show. Love Hunting Lions played their new single that was released uh, just a couple episodes ago. And then you'll get to also see Manic Hispanic and Riverboat Gamblers. Spirit World will be doing the shows with Integrity in Texas on January 13th. They'll be in Houston at Studio at, where, at, Studio at Warehouse Live. All right, hopefully I got that correct. January 14th, they'll be in Austin at Mohawk. January 15th in Dallas at Studio at The Factory. So go check out Integrity and Spirit World. We love Stu. Just did that interview. God, it's been like six weeks or so by now, huh? It's been a few weeks since uh, we talked to Stu. Yeah, about, yeah, when I was in the car. <laughs> right. Shitty snow. Today it's only raining here in Salt Lake, but it might be snow by the morning. The last uh -huh. one is the 40-ounce booking bringing you a three-day show in Atlanta, January 19, 20, and 21, uh, Rebellion Noise Records, uh, you can go look up any of the bands that I mentioned along with 40 Ounce Fest. 
there will be a village, or it's at Village Skate Park, rather. It's an all-ages show. On Friday, you can see Cheap Sex, Billy Bats and the Made Man, Corrupted Youth, Dead 77, Blank 77, The Parasitics, The Hanging Judge, and Angry Youth. On Thursday the 9th, I guess, uh, oh, I had that backwards. So that was Friday the 20th, the second day of the show. I don't know why the bottom is the start of the show. <laughs> That's the Thursday the 19th. You can go see uh, Oil Change, Rotten Stitches, Broken Cuffs, User Unauthorized, The Horribles, and Stripper Cult. And then finally on Saturday the 21st, you can go see Crumb Bums, The Havoc, and The Struggle, who we just played on the show, Punks Attacks. We did. <laughs> wrecked Antagonizers ATL, Tank Rats, and The Breaks. So, holy shit, my list seemed to be long on this one, but most of those I probably won't be repeating. Next week, Eric, what do you have to add as far as upcoming shows? Because that was uh, a lot. Then we can get to some more new music. Or more music, Eric? not new music. Yeah, more, yeah, just music? Yeah, In just general. music. Yeah, well, yeah. well, some of it's relatively new. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, over here in our uh, humble SLC on the 14th, a couple of shows of Amakara, Momentum, Absolved, and MASH will be playing at the Beehive at 7 p.m. That'll be $20. Uh, and at Black Lung, Mummy, Spent, Portraits, and Suffocator will play. That's going to start at 7 p.m. and that'll be $12. On the 15th, Tejon Street Corner Thieves will be playing at Aces High with Folk Hogan, Captain Daniels, and the Sunnybrook Sailors. That's uh, $20 if you buy in advance, $25 if you're paying at the door, and that starts at 7 p.m. On the 21st, Candy, Bib, Division of Doubt, and Narc all, all will be playing at Kilby Court. That starts at 7 p.m., $15 entry. On the 25th, also on the 21st, uh, my band Anonymous is going to be playing a show with, yeah, yeah. at uh, Metro. We'll be playing with uh, Mainliner, who is a social distortion tribute band. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Marine Corps, All Systems Fail, and Bad Mouth, who will have to leave right after they play their set because, funnily enough, they are not 21. <laughs> <laughs> I think the oldest one is uh, 20, so... Oh, sorry, you were born too early. Anyway, that'll be uh, $10. starts at 8 p.m. And finally, on the 24th, this isn't until, yeah, it's a couple weeks afterwards, uh, Livid, Mandalore, Narc, Ribbons, and Bound, all playing at your mom's house. That's a $10 entry. starts at 6 p.m. All right, there we go. That's all I got in the line of uh, shows for the next uh, week and a half, pretty much. Excellent. We're getting back into some music then. Uh, we both have some cool albums. Mine's a newer album. Uh, Eric's is newer, as in it's only a couple years old, and it's pretty fantastic, just like that Cox Bar release you were talking about. Yes, it is a Cox. It, it is about as fantastic as that Cox Bar right? release. And it should make sense because this one is also a skinhead band. <laughs> this is a skinhead band I talked about on the show when their album came out uh, back in 2020. It was a. So it was fresh. I was talking about it as one of the newer songs. And then I was even telling Dustin, like, uh, did I not talk about them again on this show? And I went back to the, uh, all of our back catalog. I'm like, no, it was just the one time. And I actually did talk about them in Lead Melodies when it was still a written word. And I had a review written for Lead Melodies when it was still under the Sagan's Youth umbrella. And we had it published. It's up on the site. But unfortunately, the site has since been taken down because 
well, we just couldn't afford the four, the four square, or what is it, square space. Oh, there yeah. you go. The square space fees to keep it running. Right. And uh, we weren't really doing much with it because it had since dissipated in the wake of the fucking pandemic. So, yeah, sucks, but, you know, the Lead Melodies is still going in its own right. But, so I would say check out the article, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I may do an episode on it further down the line for that, but for now... Let me talk about this album. This is Mob Mentality Dedication. Oh, man. This was one of my favorite albums that came out last year. Or last year. That specific year. 2020. Right. And, man, it is, still, it is still just pummeling. The songs are catchy and just so, like, punchy. They get in and are so powerful. They have a lot to say on this one. And I really didn't. I really was hard-pressed to find a couple of favorites. And one of them, I was like, yeah, I want to get the uh, Battle Scars song. We are not heroes and battle scars through the good, through the bad, through the broken hearts. If not, if not for the reason that that's the catchiest damn song on that entire album. That's just one of those, you lock arms with everybody, hold your pint in the other hand, and just are all singing uh, <laughs> right to the band, your mid you're halfway drunk, pretty much. Right. You're just having a great time. And, and yeah, I love just how fast it is. I love how it's just saying, uh, you know, we may not be not exactly uh, perfect. We may not have perfect pass. We may have some checkered pass. And, but we don't, expect, we don't expect anybody to celebrate us. We just are trying to celebrate that we are still alive. Right. Because, yeah, we've been through a lot of shit. We are not heroes and battle scars. We're more than that. So that's what I got out of this song. Let's see what you get out of it. Here it is. We are not bruises and battle scars. Through the good, through the bad, through the broken hearts. And the things we decide are worth fighting for. We'll always make us stronger.
love how it ends just so suddenly like that. Right? (laughs) By the way, I kept saying heroes. It was a Freudian slip. I just heard it as like, uh, not even heard it. Just when I read the song, the lyrics anyway, I was like, yeah, we are not heroes and battle scars. So I don't know why I heard heroes instead of bruises. I'm like, oh yeah, bruises, that makes a lot more sense. So I'm pretty sure you picked up on that once you actually heard the song. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, just a slip of the damn tongue, I guess. So let's uh, forget about that. Let's talk about progress. This song I did talk about, this was my choosing for, uh, uh, you know, when I talked about it two years ago, as the flagship track. Right. And yeah, it still holds up. It is still my favorite on this record. And to, uh, to kind of accurately, uh, what is the damn word? <laughs> Speak. <laughs> Real quick while you think of your word, yeah. I want to mention Dan. We did have Dan on episode 127 back in November of 2019. So it was before this album came out. Yeah. But after the original one, Carry On Tradition, uh, so if anybody wants to go back and check out the interview we did with Dan, and Dan, if you're listening, we probably should update uh, and do an interview with you and see what the band's up to. Yeah, probably should. <laughs> That'd be pretty rad. You haven't been doing shit since, uh, at least in the studio, since this album. I think they have. I think that, I'm hoping that we get to hear something before too long, but since we do have this one, what are you going to say about progress? What am I going to say about progress? Do you have some progress, progress on the progress? Yes, I do. No progress on the word, but I'm just going to skip over that and just uh, go right into uh, this little snippet of writing that I did, you know, in the actual review. Again, you can't read this, so I'm going to speak it. (laughs) There was something about its opening riff and melodies which get pulled by the wayside during the verses, making the lyrics more distinct and letting their sociopolitical insights sink in. We discriminate, judge him by his skin instead of what the man has inside of him. And we point the finger as the world burns down, but we slowly sink as we fucking drown. These were a couple of standouts that built up to the slamming chorus, and needless to say, it's a song that uncannily holds your attention. After the bass intro leads the rest of the band to enter, we're met with explosive guitar mixes where the heavier side feels more moody and angry, and the melodic counterpart administers the feeling of moving forward. The explosive deliverance regresses during the verse, held down by the muted guitar strokes, then the fuse is lit when the melody reemerges and leads into an earth-shaking chorus. So there you go. You kind of have a a prelude to what this song is uh, carrying. Now let's let it unload all over you.
Yeah, I love everything about that. I love the melody. I love how explosive the chorus is. I love how it's not, they're not exactly singing, but he's just shouting those words and just like really demanding for a force to be, yeah, to invoke some sort of change on this. Right. Yeah, even the little things. I love how that, I love how that little uh, melody comes in on the last chorus just to add a little more flavor to seeing out the song. I love that bass line and how ominous it is and just how it just really sets down the foundation. It's just great. It is. So, yeah, I've got a lot of, uh, got a lot of love for this band and this particular album. It's just, yeah, one of the better Oi albums to have come out in this, uh, well, in this uh, last uh, decade. Right. <laughs> yeah, in this decade. It still counts as a 2020s album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, it's just a reminder that Oi is still going strong. Sure so long, is. So long as the working class struggles, skinheads will always be there. Absolutely. <laughs> Dan and the boys are awesome. Love mom mentality. The album that I picked this time, uh, still working on setting up an interview with Stefan and Gabriel of the band City Saints. Definitely want to play something from here because I think the album's great. I mean, it's a double LP. There's 24 tracks on Punk and Roll. They put out 24-track LP. Pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome, though I must say, and I got to get this out of the way, Street Dogs did it. Yeah. <laughs> we all need a little punk rock and roll. <laughs> we all need a little punk rock and roll. Uh, that's it. That's where all the similarities end. <laughs> <laughs> well, Punk and Roll uh, is the name of this album, and about 10 or 11 songs, so pretty close to half, I think, are in English, and then the other half are in Swedish. That's one really cool dynamic, and it's not like they did an English version and then a Swedish version and then just doubled it and called it the same. No, they actually have 24 tracks on there, uh, about half and half in English and Swedish. It's pretty awesome. They're from Gothenburg in Sweden. Uh, had a hard time picking. I mean, with 24 tracks and you're only picking two tracks, you know, when you pick like an EP or a 10-track LP, Sometimes it's, it can be difficult, especially when the quality is really great. But when it's great quality and there's 24 of them, very difficult. So I definitely wanted to yeah. <laughs> uh, play something English and something Swedish. We'll kick it off with Swedish. Uh, the track that I have is Lordag. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. According to Google Translate, it said Thursday is what it translated to. I have no idea if that's accurate. Google Translate, not always accurate. <laughs> it, if you want Google, to, not always accurate. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Punk and Roll is, I think, on Sonny Bastard Records. Uh, that's where I've got a whole bunch of their albums. I've got them over here because I was going to do a little show and tell when I get to see the band. I've got a bunch of mm. my records, but I ordered all of them and I've had them for a while. Uh, Punk and Roll just came out, so go check it out there so you can get yourself a double LP. Uh, let's get into that first track, Lordag. Here's City Saints off of Punk and Roll.
Kaffee Café En öl B2 och käkle tre Ut i natten på slagkabin Man känner ruset av nattens sken Här i Götet så har vi det bra First one in Swedish. Yeah, there was a there was a part of the song where it's like I know I don't speak Swedish. I can barely understand it, as I can't understand it. Let's right. just say that. <laughs> Me too. You know, and uh, yeah, I know that they're saying uh, "lord dog," and but the way the chorus was going, it just sounded like "you're not them, you're not them." <laughs> I'm like, no, this isn't the this isn't right. But then I remember as one of the uh, as one of the little end caps in the you know in the chorus chant, it was like "You're not them, you're not them, really hairy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is me just trying to translate it as like a, what would they be trying to say in English? But I keep forgetting this is Swedish, not even close. <laughs> right. <laughs> Though it is kind of funny to you know when you hear what you want to hear. Much like when you hear, uh, you know, Bad Moon Rising, it's like people will swear that they hear there's a bathroom on the right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that classic CCR song. And even John Fogarty caught wind of that. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to start playing it like that. So some, yeah, so in some concerts, they even have it on record. He's very distinctly saying, there's a bathroom on the right. (laughs) So yeah, uh, that's funny. Maybe City Saints will will take a, will take that into account. They're like, you're not them, you're not them, really Harry. <laughs> well, that'd be funny. The great thing about music, and I was gonna say something along the lines of what you just said. You don't always know what they're saying, and you can still just enjoy it. You don't have to 
Well, I only listen to bands in languages I know. Well, if you only know one language, you're really screwing yourself on hearing mm -hmm. a lot of great music. And sometimes uh, when we hear music in languages we don't understand, we can fill in the blanks. Or if you get a translation of what the title is, you can kind of fill in the blanks and just get the, the feeling that, that's being emoted out yeah. you know, through uh, what they're putting there in the song. And I really like their sound, just as punk and roll, and the next track that we're going to play is street punk rock and roll. I mean, they ha really do have a lot of those rock and roll elements that you, you hear from like 50s rock and roll, that kind of sound, but in that sped up punk rock way. Uh, I love that about City Saints. I love listening to them in anticipation of this being released. You know, I heard a couple of the singles that they released early, but listening to a bunch of the other releases and their singles and all that stuff, and I just really enjoy that rock and roll sound. And so let's get into it. That's a lot of what you're going to get in English and in Swedish on this release, Punk and Roll. Let's get into the track. Street punk rock and roll. This one is one of the English ones uh, from the release. So we'll see what you think after this one. Uh, maybe you'll fill in the blanks of some lyrics more closely to those CCR fill in the type blanks <laughs> instead of the other way around. But uh, here we go City Saints, street punk rock and roll.
you go. They, they got you, didn't they? Yeah, fucking fool me <laughs> once, I suppose. <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, there are some parts in there that is like emphasis on the and roll part, the right? rock and roll anyway. But, right. But yeah, it's the uh, first song. The intro sounded uh, critically close to Don't Fear the Reaper. Right. Whereas this one sounded, uh, the intro riff, it had the same chords that I hear in ACDC's Hell Ain't a Bad Place to Be. I was thinking ACDC too. Yeah. So it's all there. It's like, okay, we're seeing where some of your influences are coming, but you're making it punk. (laughs) Yes. Which is really cool. Punk and roll. Funnily enough, ACDC, way back in their uh, early days, their heydays in the 70s, people were referring to them as a punk band. (laughs) It's like... No, we're just rock and roll. <laughs> but you can see the scope is like rock and roll was being aligned with bands like Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. You know, there's these big theatrical pieces and they're just like, yeah, rock and roll is so huge. And anything lower than that, anything simple, like what the Ramones were doing, was considered punk rock. And ACDC is like, no, we're not punk. <laughs> we're, just, we're just playing simple rock and roll, man. <laughs> it used to be simple. <laughs> Right. It's like, remember the days of the Rolling Stones? Yeah, that's what we're trying to bring back. Nice. <laughs> and they did. And their longevity speaks for its damn self. And their, yeah, and their influence apparently speaks for them damn selves. <laughs> so there you go. City Saints keeping the dream alive. Absolutely. And we'll definitely be playing more City Saints from Punk and Roll uh, as we're able to work out a time to get uh, both... Uh, Stefan and Gabrielle on the show. So go check it out. In the meantime, you can go hear the rest. But if not, you'll hear some more with us here in the hopefully not too distant future. Again, Punk and Roll City Saints. Eric, we're going to wrap up the show. What do you have to wrap up the show with this week? I have a song here that I have been meaning to play for months at this point. (laughs) At least since October? (laughs) Yes, at least since October. And this is a band called Montezuma's Revenge. You may have heard me mention them at the top of this show. Now I'm here at the ass end of the show. And we're (laughs) going to talk about some blistering low-end sludge metal from Moscow. Oh, yeah, Moscow. We all know the the sort of uh, iffy, checkered uh, history of Russia. And, uh, yeah, we... uh, we aren't seeing, we aren't leaning too much in their favor right now, at least on the political spectrum. But on the musical spectrum, there's still some great music coming out of there. And Montezuma's Revenge is one of them. Like I said, they're a sludge metal band, and they've been a, they've been a band for 12 years. They have, you know, according to their band camp, have regular release material since 2010. They've got three LPs and one EP and a strain of singles. I found something that said sludge since 2004. Really? Yes. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, that was when they started. I just don't know how long they've been releasing music. Oh, who knows? I don't know. They're in Russia. Yeah, they're Russia. They have a different time over there. (laughs) (laughs) At least they think they're living in a different time. I mean, Putin still thinks he's living uh, (laughs) pre-Bolshevik. Or no, (laughs) not pre-Bolshevik. Post-Bolshevik. So, uh, he still thinks uh, it's a communist state. <laughs> oh, God. The, never mind. This isn't a history lesson. Well, it kind of is, <laughs> at least uh, in, the, in reference to the band. So, yeah. Like I said, they released a lot of singles, and the latest of which is this one called Pulsile. 
and it translates roughly to English as after or post, leaning towards the subject of aftermath. Okay. And yeah, they have a statement on their band camp uh, in regards to the, you know, the basis on which the song was uh, written and just the, uh, just kind of the overlying dread because this is Moscow, October 2020. They are in the thick of this fucking battle with Ukraine and not a lot of people are happy over right. there right. on either side. They're just really like, God, again, Putin, will you just die already? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, enough from me. This is, what they, uh, this is their little message that they have on their band camp. Not that we've ever expected things to turn out particularly great, being a doom band from Russia. Not really. So here we are, disjointed, misplaced, and scattered around the world. A wayward, broken body of musical work, drinking from the fountain of despair, shame, disgust, and sadness. Looking back at the world forever lost and into an even grimmer future ahead with humanity on the brink of total self-elimination. This is our first song since things stopped making sense back home on our, and our first single in Russian. And the, the lyrics, there's only a... F- there's eight lines of lyrics in this seven-minute song, so the yeah the majority of it is just Damn. the is just the riffs carrying the whole thing. But the lyrics they're sung in Russian, but they were nice enough to give us the translation here. <laughs> there will be no questions anymore after the first atomic total war. Every vessel frozen to the core when the nuclear winter comes ashore. Fears forgotten, grudges safely stored, emptiness and pedestal bestowed. Every living thing will be unborn. Bring, excuse me, spring will not come knocking on our door. So yeah, doom is uh, correct here. Right. <laughs> okay, but doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. The music, however, it's a, uh, it sounds like a slightly more reserved primitive man. And primitive man, those guys are just like, you heard them. They're just like sledgehammers coming to your eardrums, you know? <laughs> um, the music starts off very slow and ominous. It's almost orchestral with the droning bass sound in the back. And then it breaks into massive riffs that are just as dreary. And it take, they take up the majority of the song, like I said. So you're just mostly just letting the, letting the oh my God, <laughs> the sonic soundscape Redundant as that sounds, just consume <laughs> you. Just like wrap you up and just uh, let you feel all the despair that is encased in this song. All right. So yeah, here is uh, Montezuma's Revenge. This is Pulsile, or After, or Post, or Aftermath. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's... Any listeners who speak Russian out there, feel free to uh, enlighten me. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, kind of goosebump inducing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Montezuma's Revenge. I really like this song. It's just got a such a brooding atmosphere, and I'm a I'm a sucker for uh, long doomy songs like this. Like uh, yeah, it really kind of uh, gets me. You're a sucker for some brooding. Yeah. Not exactly hyped. I don't want to say it gets me excited because this is not exciting music, but it's just interesting to me. I like the slow burn. I like that it is allowing me to just sort of uh, settle into it. It's good stuff. I really like it. So, yeah, I'll be checking out more of uh, Montezuma's Revenge. Maybe in the next decade or so when I get through their whole <laughs> discography, I'll probably, probably play one of their songs on this episode again. But... We will never know when that comes. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's move on to some uh, less uh, disheartening fields, onto some uh, some fun, vibrant, jumpy, a little uh, '90s alternative stuff. Right. Uh, the band is Hog. Last week I played Space Hog. This week it's just simply Hog. So before Hog went to space camp. <laughs> yes, before Hog went to space camp, there was just. There was just Hog. He just wanted to prove that being an astronaut was not just for donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Only back then we called them Jack Astronauts. <laughs> Jack Astronauts, I like it. <laughs> well, this band, Hog, they're from Los Angeles, California. They released one album and one album only, and they released that in 1996, that album being Nothing Sacred. I really liked Nothing Sacred. I liked the band. I have my original CD that I bought way back when uh, it actually came out, right around 1996. Uh, the band had some radio hit of some sort, I, I, I suppose, because obviously that I came across it. And how else were we coming across uh, <laughs> stuff back then if it wasn't being played on the radio other than maybe your friends telling you or catch them at a show. In this instance, I actually saw or heard them on the radio. I don't think I ever got a sea hog, though. Are you familiar with hog? You weren't familiar with space hog. I'm not no. guessing that you're going to be familiar with hog. No, but I am reminiscent of uh, my times of how I would discover music. And yeah, a lot of it was very much word of mouth. Right. Uh, back in the 80s and also the 90s, you had MTV. And my friends did also have, uh, my friends, my generation did still have MTV. We had the Headbangers Ball. Yes. Oh, yeah. The like, Headbangers Ball 2, the one that uh, was hosted by Jamie Josta. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just like all the hair metal of the day. No, this one had some variety. A lot of it was contemporary music, you know, but it was like from Behemoth to Atreyu to Iron Maiden to <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. It was a lot of classic stuff. It was a lot of new school stuff, but all of it was like contemporary. Okay. So, so yeah, that's how I was getting. Uh, that's how I was getting hooked. Anyway. Well, uh, there's definitely a variety of ways. This. Oh, and Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, a lot of people caught stuff off Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I even went over that when I was playing the Mike V song right. a few like a month ago, I think it was. Yeah. But yeah, that was a. Uh, but yeah, between that and just uh, you know, kind of uh, 
uh, consorting with friends and other like-minded people. They're saying, oh, I got to show you this one. I got to show you this one. And, you know, back in the day, it was all about tape trading. But in my day, it was all about CD trading. Right. You know, burn a copy of a CD and then swap it. Right. That's how we did it. Exactly. Did plenty of that as well. Uh, this particular band, Hog, uh, again, 1996, they, they put out a, a track, Get a Job, I think was the one that was on the radio. I didn't want to play Get a Job. Maybe people were familiar. I, don't, I have a feeling a lot of people probably aren't <laughs> familiar with this band. But they're really cool. I want to play them here. Yeah, they're familiar with the other band that played Get a Job. <laughs> Which one? The Offspring. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I will pay, I will pay, no way, hey, why don't you get a job? Definitely sounds different. It'll sound a little bit more like this first track. Uh, I, I'm going to play two tracks, at least one full one and then some of another one. And it's just because I feel that they feel more to me like the alternative bands that I was listening to. But they do have some songs that might fit the description. If you go to Discogs, the description of the band is a punk hardcore band, which you'd be wondering, why am I playing them as an alternative band? Well, to me, go listen to Get a Job, go listen to the other stuff on Nothing Sacred. First, we're going to listen to uh, a track uh, called Don't Know Why, and it has more of an alternative feel to me than a punk slash hardcore song. And then we will listen to a song that probably kind of fits closer to that previous description, but I'm going to stick with just closer to it. So first, let's listen to Don't Know Why, here is Hog.
Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot nicer, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, in the scheme of alternative or punk slash hardcore, where do you think that lies? Man, I. It certainly doesn't sound hardcore, right? It sounds closer to uh, punk, if not for the vocals. Yeah, but other than that, that's a. Uh, I can't see any other uh, correlation. The vocals aren't enough to like uh, wager this as a punk rock track, in my opinion. It's it's nice, it's catchy, it's jumpy. I feel like it's more of a rock song than anything else. If you want to call it alternative, yeah, sure, I guess you could call it alternative rock, but but that's the thing. The keyword being rock, not punk. <laughs> and the alternative, it comes from me, and I'm just kind of lumping it into the radio channels that played Nirvana and Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine and you, those bands that weren't the White Zombie and so forth, you know, during that t same time frame. Because, right. uh, and so nobody but me, I shouldn't say nobody, but uh, I, I'm not saying there's any sources out there specifically naming this band as alternative. I just kind of lumped them in there. I didn't really think of them as like the punk bands slash and or hardcore bands of that time frame that I was listening to. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't really trust uh, the labels that the, uh, the powers that be choose. I mean, the thing was, like, uh, I listened to a band today on my Apple Music, and it was under the, under the band and the title of the album, it says the name, like, a punk-slash-hardcore alternative, and this one was, like, metal. And I was like, judging by the album cover, it looked like a, it looked like a classic, uh, you know, hardcore record. You think of the Four Punch album. Yeah, it's like got their name in big vanity lettering. It's got a picture of the band and then like the title on the bottom with the same font as the as the <laughs> bands. And I'm like, I don't think this is gonna be metal. And lo and behold, no, this is definitely hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some out there like that. I'm gonna play a little bit of a song and see if it changes your mind or if it can at least more correlate with that other description. This track from Hog is Walls, then we'll wrap up the show. Here we go. Someday, far away, get away, I'm gonna get away from this place, from this place. I feel much too sad, but I'm glad. Very wrong. 
just going to continue on like that for about another minute and 20 seconds. We'll let it play there in the background. What do you think of that one as opposed to the first one? Seymour Punk? Does it seem more Green Day 90s era punk? This sounds more no effects 90s era punk. Okay. Yeah, this guy's voice right here sounds more like a Fat Mike's. Awesome. And, and yeah, while not up to the uh, literal speed of their uh, contemporaries, it's still, yeah, it still feels closer to the spectrum of punk than the previous track. Gotcha. If, yeah, again, if not for the voice and if not for the speed that, uh, that complements it. Right. I agree, and that's why I wanted to play that second one, just because it was described that way, and maybe it is. This song, Walls, is a better uh, example of that sound, as opposed to I just wanted to play uh, Don't Know Why on the first one. It's fun, it's catchy. It's, like you said, rock and roll kind of has some of those rock and roll elements that I was talking about that City Saints have that kind of harken back to the 50s rock and roll type composition anyway i mean obviously it's much faster and the vocals are nothing like what you would expect from that mm -hmm. but some of the actual composition of the song and so forth so yeah that is the show i want to thank everybody that has tuned in and tuned in all the way up to this point uh we're looking forward to the next one next one being episode 299 uh you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon Music Player, FM, Podvine, and slcpunkcast.com. All the bands can be found on Instagram at Endless Struggle SLC, at Klaxon401, that's K L A X O N, at grasping.pieces. Grasping.at.pieces. There we go. There we are. <laughs> uh, at Coxbar. At Grindle underscore official, at Mob underscore Mentality Oi, at City underscore Saints, at MNTZM, at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Well, you can find my personal profile on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC, E-R-I-C, might I remind you. <laughs> you can find my band Anonymous on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and my other band The Apathetics on Instagram at theapathetics.slc. And we are both on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and at The Apathetics respectively. And you can find uh, our music and other merch on our band camps, Anonymous SLC c.bandcamp.com and theapathetics.bandcamp.com uh, check out my other podcast lead melodies on instagram at lead melodies underscore podcast and lead.melodies.podcast.slc on facebook stream it on anchor fm and also spotify and one last thing for facebook slc hardcore check it out and check out the flyers of upcoming shows in the salt lake metropolitan area Excellent. On Facebook, bands can be found at End the Struggle SLC, at The Aggravated, at Grasping at Pieces, at Coxspire UK, at Grindle 77, Mob Mentality, at City Saints GBG, at MNTZM, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed all the songs. Thank you to all the people that shared music with us. Thank you to all the people that will choose to share music with us. I hope you enjoyed it. Go check out all the bands. Support the bands. Go to the shows. Eric, any final thoughts to wrap up the show? Well, I mean, I got a few, but uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> we got time. We got time? Okay. Yeah, just one thing was like, I've been getting in my 
uh, sort of got in my head today about like uh, how uh, un- unfair our socio-political climate is. Probably because I saw this uh, I saw this clip from uh, an episode of the show Newsroom. Uh, you ever seen Newsroom? It's got a Jeff Daniels in it. Yes, yeah. I think it, if it has multiple seasons, I'm pretty sure I only watched the first season, but I liked it, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't watched the actual show, but there is this clip going around uh, the internet that I came across a few years ago, then, it's, uh, then it came back, and I was like, I'm glad it came back because this is really important. So Jeff Daniels' character and his uh, two colleagues are uh, doing a panel a sort of panel to an audience of uh, college kids, and one of the kids gets a, they get up to answer them, to ask questions that need to be answered, and one of them is like, could you say in one sentence why America is the greatest country in the world? And the, la- the lady says, one of the ladies says, diversity and opportunity. The other one gives this a total fucking uh, high horse uh, patriotic answer, freedom and freedom, and let's keep it that way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus. And then it gets to Jeff Daniels' character, and he responds pretty sarcastically, the New York Jets. <laughs> and the, but the, the mediator's just like, uh, no, we're going to actually, you, we need an actual answer from you. And after a little per- persuasion, he's just like, well, I don't know. He said freedom and freedom, and she said diversity and opportunity. What else is there? And they're like, come on, it doesn't sound very sincere. And then he blurts out, it's not the greatest country in the world. That's my answer. And, yeah, just a dead (laughs) silence. And they're like, do you mean that? Yes. And then he goes on this rant on how just pointing out all the flaws in America and also just turned into the guy like, you mean to tell me with a straight face that we are – so, as he puts it, star-spangled awesome <laughs> that just because we have freedom, Japan has freedom, Canada has freedom, the UK, France, Italy, Germany, <laughs> and 207 sovereign states in the world and only uh, like 180 of them have freedom. <laughs> and he, would, he just continues to go on like uh, the categories that America does not lead. We're not first in math, science, or exports, or writing, or anything like that. We are only leading the world in three categories. And I quote, the number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe that angels are real, and defense spending, <laughs> where we spend more than uh, the next 25 country, 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm basically paraphrasing the actual narrative on here. And then he's like, so when you ask me what makes America, thinking of what makes America so great, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Yosemite? <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he just sort of turns face. Well, he doesn't like rescind everything he said. He says, yeah, we sure used to be though. And then he's just reminiscing on all the times when we were actually a... a a state of being that was actually still beholden to its morality. And my friend who I was talking to earlier today, I told her that I just got pegged with this fucking $4,000 hospital bill. And it was talking like, uh, yeah, even with insurance, that's how much I have to pay. And we have this unholy trinity in the medical field. We got the hospitals, the pharmacy, and insurance. They are all there to assure that we have to pay out of our ass just to keep alive. Right. 
Yeah, and she's, Anna went on to say, like, how uh, European countries, particularly over there, healthcare is a constitutional right. And basically any practices or anything done in the medical field from practicing to product uh, or any materials is basically worth its weight. And I went on to say, like, uh, she says, oh, yeah, America sucks. I go, well, we sure do in many regards. It's not that I hate my country. I don't. I just hate its current state of being. To accept America as the proverbial greatest country on the planet, to accept America as the proverbial greatest country in the world is just indoctrinating people to sit back and put their blind faith in the powers that be. It reminds me of the line from Animal Farm, Napoleon is also always right. And also, all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. And, you know, talking about this stuff with other people, it's, uh, it's kind of pointless to me. The way I honestly feel, and I, I've even written my song, Defined by Blood, uh, about this, is that, you know, based on, you know, your idea of, like, this is the greatest country in the world. Why? Because it's where you live. It's the culture you understand. And you can honestly sit there and tell me that despite the fact you haven't lived anywhere else, you haven't observed slash absorbed uh, other people's cultures and how they function as people, and you base your opinions on what is spoon-fed to you from the talking heads of any given news outlet, or even more commonly now, politically biased bloggers, podcasters, and anyone sharing opinions on social media. The bottom line is... If you're basing your personality, your entire personality on what you follow, if you base it on who you voted for, or if you base it on what religion you follow, it's like, okay, that's what you believe, but who are you? Your, <laughs> your opinions are not your personality, not entirely anyway. And how much of those opinions are yours? How much of those opinions have you uh, invoked upon yourself? How many of them were just like, somebody told you, now you must obey. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, it, that's what it comes down to, is like, so long as you have a choice, you shall be liberated. That's, uh, yeah, that's where, I got, that's where I got to leave that, getting very, uh, <laughs> I could go on. If you get me on a sociopolitical rant, I don't know when to stop. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't want to take up uh, too much of your time, but just take that with uh, any amount of salt that you need and just uh, know where your allegiances lie and just really think of how much of your personality they are consuming, sort of molding. We're not the greatest country in the world anymore. <laughs> We're not the greatest people in the world anymore. We're the worst type of people on this planet. All of us. All of us human beings, we're the worst type of people on this planet. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Play the fucking outro. <laughs>